Welcome again to the podcast, and today I'm going to be talking about shift lenses for micro four-thirds. Now, the first thing you might say is, wait, there's no such thing. There are no shift lenses available for micro four-thirds, and that is the problem. However, there are shift adapters and tilt shift adapters. Now, if you've been thinking about trying this option, I'm going to go into detail about how I've tried this and how I love it and how it's not, it just depends on which adapter you get, but it's not, you know, perfectly um, mechanically smooth all the time. But the benefit of using this method of using a shift adapter or a tilt shift adapter and putting almost any lens of that mount on your camera, on a micro four thirds camera, is amazing. Now it's just as amazing, of course, if you're doing this on full frame or APS-C, but it's a little bit more uh, cost effective. Well, it's a lot more cost effective, but it's a little bit more interesting, I should say, when you're doing it with equipment that was designed for full frame non-shift, and then you're taking this lens and putting it on an adapter, and now you're getting a shift or even a tilt shift out of a normal lens. For a more detailed explanation of shift and how it works, I have a section in my book on Amazon. Uh, the book's name is called um, Will Micro Four Thirds Survive? And it's it's got some tips about how to use a shift and tilt shift adapter specifically focused on making it quick. So I won't go into details about that quite yet. I, I might actually maybe have to talk more about that later in this episode to explain. But what we're going to talk about is just basically what shift is. So in the most simple way to explain it, shift is simply moving the lens up or down or left or right parallel to the film plane, or should I say parallel to the sensor plane. So just imagine the lens, um, <laughs> well, this is exactly what it is when it's on a shift adapter. It's sort of on a little track, and as you shift, it's just going up. It's not angling, and that's where there's the difference between shift and tilt. So tilt is when you're angling. But shift is just simply moving the lens up and down, sort of like on a tr it is on a track, actually, parallel to the lens. So you're not changing the focus plane with a shift movement. Now, that's very important because then once you start to try to figure out what does the tilt do, all that's left is to change the focus plane. So tilt is where you can get those out of focus, you know, like miniature effects, things of that sort. Or you can do the opposite. You can actually make more in focus at a, you know, a an aperture value like 2.8 or even 1.4 that normally won't have a lot in focus. When you use a tilt, you can actually make the lens tilt so the focus plane is parallel to whether whatever object you're trying to, to capture. 
and make more of it in focus. So now if you've heard of the Lens Baby tool, that's a tilt only. And most of the time people use that for like the miniature effect or, you know, specifically to put a part of the frame out of focus. It sort of simulates having shallow depth of field, but it's doing it differently. It's not doing it by decreasing the, F, or sorry, yeah, increasing the size of the entrance pupil on the lens. It's basically doing it by shifting, no, shifting is the wrong word to use. It's doing it by angling the focus plane. So, you know, that's what happens when you change the angle. Part of it goes out of focus. So back to shift. Shift is essentially moving the lens up and down, but really what does it do? If you know that tilt affects the focus, what does shift affect? Well, to explain what a shift lens is, and then also what a shift adapter does, is very similar, um, but it's a little different than saying how tilt works. So shift works, and this is kind of an amazing thing, but it's going to make a lot of sense when we talk about it here. Shift works by starting with a lens that creates a larger image circle than the sensor, um, the, the normal sensor image circle. So maybe you've already guessed it, but this is why using a full frame lens, which is 1x, on a micro four thirds camera, which is 2x, and that's the crop factor we're talking about, that's why you can have a shift adapter on micro four thirds. Now you can also do a shift adapter on full frame and on APS-C, but what they have to do for full frame is to start with a medium format sized lens. And that means, well, for me, I'm always thinking about cost and budget. That means it's harder to find, and when you do find it, it's going to be more expensive. And then there's one other problem, which I'm going to talk a little bit about, and that is wide angle options are not very common if you try to buy a medium format lens and adapt it to a smaller sensor. You see, medium format, you know, um, because it's got a larger, uh, well, back when film <laughs> days, uh, the medium format was the larger size negative or, or positive if you, shoot, if you shoot slides. But the thing about medium format lenses and wide angle lenses is that a wide angle on medium format, when you put that onto full frame or micro four thirds, it's not going to be as wide because you have the opposite effect. You're going toward a larger, um, a larger sensor. So it, it's really a strange thing when you, you, you go to try to find a medium format wide angle lens and you say, well, that was the wide angle. Really, you know, because a 75 was the standard lens. I, I should say for 645, for, for 645 medium format, that's not even the 6x7 or, you know, the Hasselblad was a 6x6, I believe. It's not exactly 6, but it's pretty close to 6x6. So when you talk about a 6x6 square negative or a 6 by uh, you know, Pentax 645 being a smaller one, it's not square, it's more of the horizontal aspect ratio, you 
have so much more space that you have to cover with the image circle of that lens, meaning it has to project a larger image onto the film, that your whole lens is bigger, and then the image circle itself has to be bigger. So here's why Micro Four Thirds can have an adapter that deals with shift. So, okay, what is shift doing then? Shift is taking a larger lens than your than your sensor size. So it's like taking a medium format lens and putting it on full frame or taking a full frame lens and putting it on micro four thirds. And then here's how shift works. Shift works by moving the lens up or down or left or right. Remember parallel to the film plane or the image plane, but you're doing it within a larger image circle. So essentially you've got a whole lot of places you can move up and down left and right. It's still, you're still within the coverage of that lens. Just to quickly explain what the image circle would be like, if you had an image circle that was too small, you would see a round image. And if you had one that's just slightly too small, you would see what they call vignetting when you see sort of a black, you know, a blurred black edge around your frame. That would be because usually because something is obstructing um, well, you could have a filter on there, too many filters, or you could have a, a lens hood that's not the right uh, fit, or it's too, you know, it's just basically if, if it's a wide angle lens and you don't have the tulip petal type lens hood, you might be obstructing part of the image. So you see the black edges. This is called vignetting, and this is sort of like the tip of the iceberg for your image circle not being big enough. Well, when you have the image circle that's not only big enough to cover your, your sensor, but it's like twice as big, then you can use a lens that's not designed as a shift lens on an adapter and turn it into a shift function. So now you can move up and down or left and right. That's basically what a, a regular full frame shift lens was doing. So now let's talk about what is a real shift lens or real tilt shift lens doing? Well, it's doing the same thing. And it was just designed, um, it has that larger image circle than full frame. So some of the, um, you know, the common ones we've seen out there were the like the 24 millimeter tilt shift lenses from Canon uh, and from Nikon. And now there's a 24 millimeter tilt shift um, for for full frame still, but it's, I think, by Rokinon, and Sam Yang has the same one, of course. But with those two at around $700, it's, it's sort of a new era in thinking about the possibility of being able to buy a shift lens because, or tilt shift lens, because until now, the only options that were somewhat affordable were like buying a version one of the Canon, 24 tilt shift and nobody wanted the version one because it just it's mechanically not as easy to use however if you're desperate and you really want a tilt shift lens it's still a really good lens but the point is I think most of us at least for me when I was growing up looking at photography magazines and things like that 
the tilt-shift lens was just financially not possible. It was out of reach financially because it was $1,500 or something like that, and people who bought these really didn't sell them for much less on the used market, at least when I was growing up. So you'd start to see these, you know, once in a while, maybe for $900 or something, and you'd be like, well, that's still a really lot, that's a lot of money. And so none of us, or not many of us would get into tilt-shift lenses. However, I did rent a tilt-shift lens from a local camera store, and because I was just brand new at using it, I was overwhelmed. I didn't know how to use it. I didn't feel like I could ever learn it. And I thought, well, it's so expensive. Why even bother? I just, I rented it for two or three days. And after that, I just gave up on it. I never appreciated or never understood and then utilized and then appreciated what a tilt shift lens was capable of doing. So now I've been using a tilt, uh, sorry, I've been using a shift adapter not a tilt shift. I've been using a shift only adapter for the last year or so on my Panasonic Micro Four Thirds camera. Now, specifically, it's a GX85. I'll tell you why that's important. You can also use it on, there's a couple other bodies that I know of that it works on, but you can't use it on the G7. You can't use it on the G85 and probably the G95 as well. And there's a reason. The reason, really quickly, just so I don't forget, is the shift goes up and down, or if you rotate the mechanism, it can go left and right, or even at an angle. We're not talking about tilting angles to the film plane, but I'm just saying you can move this lens parallel to the to the sensor at you know different degrees. Now, why I mention the GX85 and say you cannot use it on the G7 and you cannot use it on the G85 is because the G7 and the G85 have like, it's like an awning where the pop-up flash hangs over the lens mount. And the problem is that makes it so the up and down shift movement can't occur. So I didn't know that actually when I when I purchased a G85 I had two GX85s and I really liked them a lot and I but I I saw other people getting the G85 and I thought well it's probably a better camera you know it's weather sealed it has a flip around screen it has a microphone input so I had a lot of things that you know I thought I was missing out on and I do agree there are some things that are better on the G85 Oh, and I really like the, the memory card slot being on the on the hand grip as opposed to underneath in the battery compartment. But the G85, and then I later bought the G7, which is kind of going backwards, but I did it for lens testing purposes. And they both have that problem. You cannot mount this shift adapter and move it up and down. So the reason the GX85 works and that would mean that the GX9 would also work. Then if you go back in time, the GX8, the GX7, even the GX1, those are all flat cameras, meaning the front of the camera is flat. There's no uh, pop-up flash that hangs out sort of like the traditional shape of a DSLR. 
So that rangefinder style is very important for being able to use these shift adapters. Now, before you say, oh, I don't want to go buy a GX85, I just, you know, I'd rather have a G85 or a second G85. I'll tell you something about the sensors. I've been testing for quite a while on the GX85 and the G85, and they match almost perfectly. So if you're worried about color not matching between one to the other, they match really well. However, I know there is no Cinelike D in the GX85 stock. You can turn it on. There's a sort of a hack people use to do that. I don't, I'm not saying you should, but I'm just saying because I don't really use Cinelike D and some situations I use natural to match them anyway. So, but you can, you can get Cinelike D and then GX85 footage and G85 footage you'll be able to match in every mode. But it does really prove valuable if you want to get this shift adapter. So shift adapter goes up and down. And so, so now just to ask the question, well, why do you want to move the lens up and down parallel to the film plane? Well, you've probably also heard of a shift adapter being called a perspective control lens. I'm sorry, shift lens being called a perspective control lens. And you know that there were shift only lenses back 50 years or so back. Um, there were a lot of interesting brands. There were, uh, I don't remember all the names, but there were shift Nikon prime lenses like the 35. There were shift only, um, I'm sure there were other companies that had shift only lenses. I think Olympus had, probably Canon had some. Um, I, I, I don't remember all of them because I just remember that most of the uh, wide angle ones that I wanted were 24 millimeter and they were tilt and shift. So to find a shift only lens was less expensive, but you know, anyway, so what does a shift do? So the simple way to explain this, not, not how it's built, but what it does is when you point your camera up at a building or even a tree or anything really, when you angle the camera, you now introduce a distortion that's based on the angle of your perspective. So when you point it up or toward a building, like a skyscraper especially, we all know that it sort of creates converging lines. So it looks like train tracks going away from you. You know how they get smaller and they sort of come to a point if it's far enough away. Well, with a building, it doesn't always look realistic. And to me, this is really the valuable thing about a shift adapter or a shift lens. It's this ability to maintain the architectural realism of the shot that I really love about shift lenses and shift adapters. And once you start using it, I'll tell you, you just you just don't feel like you can have crooked buildings anymore. <laughs> you just don't feel like you even even scenery, trees and things like that. You start to notice that all those years that you are angling the camera up to get the shot, you are actually distorting the whole image. Even though it's easier to see in buildings and architectural things with straight lines, it's actually happening every time you angle the camera up. And especially 
with wide-angle lenses because they emphasize their, they have their own distortion. The wide-angle optics have their own distortion, and they emphasize the architectural lines being at an angle. So what do you do? What is, what is the function of a shift lens that corrects that? Well, this is kind of amazing, and once I figured this out, it was so simple, but it's really fun, and it's really a powerful method of keeping things looking real. What it does is, instead of angling up to get a building, you simply compose the camera parallel to the ground. That is, you can use a bubble level or a two-way level or whatever kind of level, and you set up the camera, you know, normally on a tripod so you can make sure it's all level. You set up the tripod and the camera to be level, and to compose, you move the lens up and down. Now, if you've never done this, it's a really, for, for the first time or second time or third time, you just feel like, this is cheating. Well, I didn't even know you could do this. But what you're doing is you're composing by moving the lens up, and you can actually get more of a building um, pointing straight at it and just shifting the lens up than you probably ever thought. Because we've always thought, well, I need to angle it up. I need to get a low shot, you know, angle that toward up to the top of the building. But that's not, you really don't have to do that. Now you do need, and here's where we're going to start talking about wide angle lenses and why shift is often associated with a wide angle lens. You do need a somewhat wide angle lens to cover the building, like especially skyscraper from top to bottom at a given distance. So just shifting up or sometimes down doesn't capture or doesn't give you the ability to capture a shot necessarily. You have to be far enough away or have a wider angle lens. But what the shift does is it gives you just an amazing amount of compositional flexibility. So you you got to keep the camera level so you point it straight ahead and then you have this amazing amount of flexibility to go up or down uh, to compose the shot. It's not really about, you know, it's just, it feels so weird. You're actually composing with the shift mechanism. So now I'm going to give a little hint about what was in my book about tilt shift for micro four thirds by, by summarizing the technique and I think this will make it really simple. So this is what I say, uh, why using a shift adapter or a shift lens can really speed up um, composing a, typically what is the wide shot. So here's what you do. To compose using a shift adapter or a shift lens, all you do is set up the tripod and you level the camera. And you don't have to worry that much about how high the tripod is. Now, you do need to think about it somewhat because it's just going to make it, you know, like if you go super low to the ground, you're going to be behind the grass blades. And that's going to be, you know, that could be actually a pretty neat shot. But the point is you do have to consider 
um, what is going to be in front of the camera. But you don't have to worry about the height of the tripod as much as you would if you didn't have the shift adapter or shift lens to allow you to recompose. So all you do is you set it up and you level it. And I typically just, you know, start out with a sort of a medium height and look at it and say, okay, that's going to give me, generally speaking, what I want in the frame. And then to fine-tune the, the, the uh, framing, you go up or down. And it's just this, like I say, if you've never tried it before, it's just an amazing thing to experience that you can get that much in the frame just by moving the lens up and down. Now, why does that make it faster? Uh, there are more details in the book about that, but essentially it means that instead of having to, you know, jockey with moving a ball head all around and then changing the height of the tripod, and then some tripods don't have a height adjustment, especially video tripods, and then other tripods do, but it may not be long enough, so then you got to extend the legs longer, and there's all kinds of things that are going to slow you down for setting up a shot that you don't have to pay as much attention to if you have the ability to shift up and down because it's not as critical how high you set up the tripod to begin with. So that's a real big part of why I think it's so great to use a shift adapter. But back to just the feel you get from it, this realistic, you know, like that's exactly what it looks like when you're there type of feel. There's going to be this authenticity that you've never experienced before if you're keeping the architectural lines straight and you're not distorting things by angling the camera up or even or even down. Honestly, I if if I was doing a documentary where uh, authenticity was key and and the realism was an important part of it, maybe it's historical based and or I mean it's you know you want it to be something that's accurate history. I would totally use a shift adapter or a shift lens for the wide shots. Now, and I'm going to just sort of say something sort of that's untested here, but I would even use it for certain uh, medium shots as well, which is kind of strange to say, you know, why would you use a shift adapter for certain medium shots? But if you're trying to make something look really authentic, there are times when even a medium shot could benefit from using a shift. Now, really quickly, let's talk about tilt because tilt is part of some of these adapters, but let me talk about the pricing really quickly. The pricing of a tilt shift lens for full frame was about $1,500 approximately um, and maybe $700 on the used market and maybe $400 for the older versions. But a shift adapter for micro four-thirds is either about $100 for shift only. There are some that go up to about $150 for shift only. And then about $300 for tilt and shift. Now, I haven't used tilt and shift together. I've used a tilt only adapter, and those things are only like $15 or $20 US. So those those are pretty fun. That's kind of a different story. Won't get into that right now. But it's just it's just it's just going to focus on, 
you know, changing your focus plane, or if that's what it's going to be. It's going to be all about changing your focus plane. But a shift and tilt, I would, I would kind of caution from getting into a tilt and shift. I would, I would actually say start the way I have started and just get a shift only. And it makes it really simple, makes it really clear what the shift does. And then once you've learned that, then you can move to a tilt shift or even do it do it like I did. Do the tilt separately and the shift separately and then put them together as as one because then it's going to be going, going to be a lot less confusing what you need to do with the movements. Now we all know that the the um old way of doing tilt shift, maybe the original way was a, a shift and the swing and all the different motions on a view camera. And a view camera was, you know, we think about Ansel Adams and we think about the guys carrying their cameras on donkeys into the desert. These 8 by 10 huge cameras that just, you know, they weigh a lot and take a long time to set up. Take one picture and you got to reload the whole film cartridge, you know. That is really um, where the art of you know, tilt and shift probably originated. And, and, and those people who who continued to shoot on, uh, it's called large format, have appreciated all of the different options that you get when you can change the film plane and the angle of it. And there's so many things you can do actually with, with a, um, a view camera that you can't do with just a tilt shift adapter or a tilt shift lens. So we won't go into that. That's a whole nother ball game, really. But I just want to say that for Micro Four Thirds, um, check out my website, silverlightphotoco.com slash cameras. And I also have listed a couple of adapters, and one of those adapters is the shift adapter that I currently use. I purchased mine, um, the first one, brand new, for $100 about. And the second one I actually got used at B&H Photo. So check out um, B&H Photo. They have a lot of inventory, so they might have some of these used. And I would recommend starting with the shift only, if you can. It's just a lot easier to learn. And then if you get into tilt shift later, you'll appreciate them and you'll understand them separately. And I would just say that that would be great. Now, I do have some samples on my YouTube channel of using the Panasonic GX85 with the shift and without the shift. So you'll see some just few different architectural examples. I'll be putting more up there as I go. I want to make a full video explaining tilt and shift eventually on my YouTube channel. But right now I'm just um, focused on my lens sensor settings. That is calibrating, you know, each lens sensor combination to get the most real looking and filmic <laughs> look that doesn't look digital, doesn't look over sharpened and all that. So that's my main focus. But I will be doing some more tilt shift or shift, mostly shift examples. And you can see those if you subscribe to my channel and make sure to turn on notifications if you want to get those uh, in real time. So thank you very much for listening again. And um, I look forward to doing hopefully more video content around this so you can see exactly what I'm talking about. But if you get the opportunity to try a shift adapter, um, I highly recommend it. And of course, you probably start with whatever lenses you have. But if you are looking for a lens that works really well 
I recommend the Tokina 11 to 16 2.8 on the shift adapter. Thank you again. And don't forget to check out my lens sensor specific settings for that lens to make it look more filmic. Okay, everyone have a great day and thanks again for listening.